You're listening to the Baseball Prospect Journal Podcast. Here is your host, Dan Zielinski. Welcome back to another edition of the Baseball Prospect Journal Podcast. I'm Dan Zielinski, founder and national writer at BaseballProspectJournal.com. You can find me on Twitter at DanZielinski3 and at the BP Journal. Spring training is getting closer, and that means I am back with another prospect interview. This time it is Milwaukee Brewers shortstop prospect Cooper Pratt. Cooper Pratt was one of the biggest steals in the 2023 MLB draft. A guy scouts projected as a potential second round pick going into the draft and ended up going in the sixth round to the Milwaukee Brewers. The Mississippi Prep star ended up signing with the Brewers for a $1.35 million signing bonus, which kind of puts him in the range of a second round, early third round pick. So it fell in line with where he was somewhat projected to go, but the Brewers getting him in the sixth round was definitely a steal and something talent evaluators, scouts, and writers were talking about post-draft. And there's a lot to like with Cooper Pratt. He's a guy that's 6'4", almost 200 pounds, and really just a well-rounded player in general. He has an ability to hit for average, understands the strike zone, understands strike zone discipline, and the power is emerging And as he continues to mature physically. And then defensively, he's someone who's athletic, can handle shortstop long-term, has the arm strength to handle the position, and is someone scouts really believed was one of the guys in this year's draft class, especially out of the high school ranks, that could stay at shortstop long-term. And so far, it seems like the Brewers agree with that. Cooper Pratt, after he got drafted, ended up playing in 12 games in the Arizona Complex League, had a lot of success, hit 356, had two doubles, strike zone awareness was there, he didn't strike out a ton, also drew some walks, had a triple, so he was definitely showing his overall skill set, but defensively is what kind of stands out to me. He played nine games at shortstop, saw some time at DH, saw some time as well at second base, but shortstop was primarily where they put Cooper Pratt in the Arizona Complex League, and I think that's what we're going to see here moving forward as he starts his first full year of professional baseball. So we dive into all of that, the offseason, what he's worked on in preparation for this year, what he learned in the little bit of pro baseball he got last year. So let's get to it. Here is my interview with Milwaukee Brewers prospect Cooper Pratt. Joining me now on the Baseball Prospect Journal podcast is Milwaukee Brewers shortstop prospect Cooper Pratt. Cooper, how are you doing? It's good to catch up. Absolutely fantastic, man. It's awesome out here. Um, this offseason's been going amazing, and it's I'm glad to be on here, man. Yeah, it's good to catch up with you. I think we talked a couple times before the draft, and I've been kind of working on trying to get this scheduled, and with your busy schedule, kind of now was the right time. So you talked about, uh, before we got on here, that you've been in Utah most of the offseason. I guess, what has been the focus for you throughout the offseason and kind of where have you been working out? Just take us through the offseason and your kind of preparation for this upcoming year. Uh, this offseason has been more of a, like, get bigger, get stronger type of thing. And uh, I've been doing a lot at BYU with the BYU baseball team. Been living with my grandparents out here and hanging out with a bunch of those BYU baseball players that are from Mississippi and grew up playing with. But it's been 
it's been the, the main thing out here this off season has been just to gain weight. And with my grandma always cooking food, it's, it's really easy. So, but I head home here pretty soon to hang out with my family before I, uh, and to train out there before I get ready for spring training. But it's been a blast this off season. I'm ready for it to come to an end. It's driving me nuts not playing baseball, but uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. How much weight have you added this off season? You know, it fluctuates. I got up. So my goal was 210 pounds. That okay. was my goal. Then I got up to 209 and then I got the flu like the next day yeah. and stopped. And then it's been sitting around like 203 to 207, 204, 207 in there. I can't seem to break the 210 no matter what I do, no matter how much I eat. Yeah. But hopefully I'll go back to Mississippi, I can make that happen. Yeah. What's it been like for you too? You were a guy who, I mean, if you went the college route, had a great option there, but obviously chose to sign with the Brewers. What's it been like to be around college guys and kind of be in a college environment or kind of around college players and training as you prepare for your season? It is awesome. I freaking love it. <laughs> uh, like some of my buddies back home from Mississippi, they, I make jokes to, to, to I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to, going to college without the school just living yeah. college like cool and when i say that but i think it's funny yeah no hey i yeah it's hard to argue not having to do school and any of that too so you after you got drafted you played 12 games in rookie ball hit over 350 seemed like at least just kind of seen some highlights seeing your box scores things like that that you had a lot of success what was that transition like from high school baseball to the pro level? The biggest thing from high school to pro ball was those extra two innings, the eighth and ninth inning. That was the biggest jump from pro ball. Cause I've, I've seen velocity growing, doing the travel ball circuit. I hit off. My dad used to bump up the machine really fast and we just hit off that all the time. Velocity wasn't that big of a deal. It was just that last two innings where it's like, Oh man, this game's been going on for, three hours and we still got two more innings like in high school the game would be over you only get maybe four at bats a game like you're almost guaranteed five at bats in pro ball which i was a big fan of because when i go over two i'd be like oh man dude i got three more at bats i'm okay and then i'd find i'd end up getting like one or two hits in those last and i was like okay hit a game game. that's all i need other than that it I mean, obviously, it's a big jump from high school to pro ball. Velo-wise, pitching the skill level, like you'll hit balls in high school, that'll be doubles, and then you hit up the same ball in pro ball, and and you got sneaking. Uh, I'm trying to think of that Olympic runner. Well, all the offloaders are really fast, and they're really good, and all the infielders are really good. But it's it, that's everyone's better. The talent level's better. You talked about just some of the guys that the Brewers drafted last year. They kind of went out of uh, maybe their comfort zone or kind of changed up their draft philosophy a bit and went for a lot more high upside high school guys. You, Eric Patanti, were two of those guys they selected. What, what has that been like being kind of familiar with some of the guys they drafted from the showcase circuit and now kind of playing alongside them in pro ball so far? It's kind of the same as travel. It feels kind of the same as travel ball. Obviously, there's a bunch sure. of guys that went to college, but playing against some other guys that you see in pro ball, like that you played against in travel ball, like, okay, we're playing against each other again, just on different teams, a little more 
professional, I guess. But I mean, it's cool to see like how people from your like high school class are, are performing and like how, like, it's not just jumping into whole new water. You still see new uh, familiar faces that you've been playing against for a long time and been friends with, or I mean, been friends with just played against like, know that guy, know him as a good baseball player, been wanting to play against him, but it's definitely, I still have to get used to it. I mean, I'm excited for spring training where I get to see everyone, but I don't really know. I'm still, still (laughs) rookie. Yeah. Want to ask you about the draft process here before we kind of talk more about kind of your development and kind of focus for moving forward throughout the draft process. You were one of those top guys in your high school class. You're really well-regarded advanced player. It seemed like going into the draft, most scouts kind of had you as a second round grade went in the sixth round. You got over slot, things like that kind of take us through the draft process. Like, was it difficult to sign and forego that commitment to Ole Miss where I know you kind of had strong thoughts about or just take us through that and kind of what was running through your mind throughout that draft? I was not a fan of the draft process uh, at all, but I didn't know what to expect. Uh, everyone always, everyone was telling me stuff. Everyone was telling me different stuff. Everyone's like, it goes quick, which they weren't lying. Everyone's like, I'll be ready. So, I mean, I was ready to go to college, but I was also ready to get drafted. It was one of those things like you don't really know. But once the uh, third and fourth round passed by, I was like, okay, like I got to go get my parking pass. (laughs) I don't miss. Left. My dad went like we weren't, we weren't like by any means sad about it. Like we'll miss. I, I'm from Oxford, so Ole Miss is, like, right next to my home. But uh, so my dad went to go down and hit with my younger brothers. My mom went to go run errands, and I went to go get my parking pass for school because I needed to get it before a certain day or something. And then I was in line, and I got a call. And uh, he's like – my agent called, and he's like, hey, like, will you go for this? And, like, I thought about it, and I just kept thinking to myself, like – am I going to regret not playing professional baseball? Cause at that point I felt like I could do it. I still feel like I can do it, but it was one of those things like, am I going to regret this in four years or three years? This has always been a dream of mine. This has been something I've been wanting to do since I was a little kid. So, I mean, it, it was a hard decision, but I feel like I made the right decision and I, I, I said yes and called my parents, told them the good news, and we headed back home. And they greeted me with open arms, and it was it was fine after that. The stress was off my shoulders, but it was a uh, it was a very weird draft process for sure. Was there other times throughout the draft that you thought you know this might be the time or? this is might be where you go and this is where you're going to sign or there were teams that would say like, Oh, if you get to this spot, we'll take you here. If you get to this spot, we'll take you here. Hey, we have plans to take you here. But when it came down to it, I just would look at the board and there would be other people's names. So I'm like, okay. And then when they just kept saying that I didn't expect anything from it, I was just like, ah, they all say the same thing, but I mean, it worked out in the end. So I'm not, I'm not going to keep thinking. Yeah. 
Yeah, because what you grew up, what about 10 minutes from campus at Ole Miss, and you know Mike Bianco, right? Really good friends with the coaches, Bianco, Coach Bianco, Coach Clem, Coach Lash. They're all great guys, great coaches. Uh, my younger brother's going to Ole Miss. Uh, one of my best friends growing up is at Ole Miss right now. He's going to have a great – I think he's going to have a great year. I can't – I couldn't tell you. But, uh, I I mean, it was just for my best interest to go play professional. For sure. And, I I mean, I think you made the right choice. But got to ask you, though, before we talk more baseball, Ole Miss football, Lane Kiffin seems to have the Rebels uh, oh, man. going. With Nick Saban retiring, too, it seems like Ole Miss – has a great shot now. Yeah, it's fun to watch Ole Miss football win. Uh, Jackson Dart, uh, he's really, really good. Um, and also Ole Miss basketball. Uh, it's really nice to see them win, especially after the year last year they had. And now this year they were already won more games than they won all, all year last year. But it's I'm still an Ole Miss fan, even though I decided to chase this dream. But I uh I still I still root for him all the time. Definitely for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna be curious to see too what they do in baseball this year. So I mean, Mike's done a great job with that program overall. So it'll be fun to see how that SEC plays out this year. Talking about the Brewers and just overall them drafting you too. How much interest did they show in you leading up to the draft throughout your senior year? A lot. Yeah. Uh Maria Scout, he was by far one of the one of my favorites. He was at a lot of games. Uh, there was a couple of the Brewers guys that came and watched. They were probably at the most of the games that I, I played. And my boy Scotty Nichols, he uh, he was he's the man. That's all I'm just gonna say about that. He's the man. What what was that like too? I know, like talking to high school guys, and even when you talk to college guys, you know they always say, you know, they give that you know typical media answer. Oh, I'm not you know, worried about the draft, you know, the draft is just, you know, there, I'm not, I don't feel any pressure. What was it like for you, like going throughout your senior year, even before the season started, maybe when you're doing all the, you know, interviews and stuff, like, is it pressure or just how did you feel like it was and how did you feel like you handled that entire process? Uh, I was nervous. Yeah, That's for sure. Uh, when a scout called and said they wanted to come over and talk, I was like, Oh, okay. Which, my name, like, I didn't really, no one really noticed who I was until about junior, senior year that summer. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, now they start to notice. But that high school season, there was a lot of teams that came over uh, to my house, watch games. And I'm not going to lie, the first couple of games, it was kind of intimidating seeing about 30 scouts there. And yeah, I was trying to hit five home runs, five for five with five home runs. And that didn't, that didn't happen over five. And I was like, oh, my gosh. This is not good. And then I started to just forget about him and I started to play better. But definitely when you think about it and the people watching, it definitely, I don't know, it makes it, it doesn't make it a game anymore. It makes it, I don't know. But once I forgot about him and just started playing like I always played, it just all started to come back. And I started to, started to play baseball how I play baseball instead of playing like I'm trying to hit trying to hit like Barry Bonds hitting yeah, yeah. 50 home runs. This but if I could do it again, I probably would. I mean, it was an amazing season. It was an amazing year. Uh, not many people can say that 
they have professional baseball scouts coming to their games and like visiting them at their house. It was, it was a really fun year for sure. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back. I mean, I would go back. I wouldn't like trade it out for anything. No, that's awesome. You took it kind of, you soaked it all in and didn't take it for granted. Cause I'm sure that year probably just flew by too at, in some aspects too, with all the attention and things like that. So I want to talk to you now kind of just about your skill set before we kind of look ahead to this upcoming season coming out of the draft. You're a guy that really scouts raved about people thought you were kind of one of the bigger steals of the draft because of your tool set, being a well-rounded guy, offensively, defensively, right-handed hitter who can drive the ball into the gaps has really good strike zone awareness defensively, you know, you're athletic, the arm strength, someone who scouts can see playing shortstop long-term too, I guess for Brewer fans who maybe aren't as familiar with you, maybe they don't follow the draft and things like that. What do you feel like you bring to the Brewers organization? You know, I'm just a baseball player, man. Uh, good things happen in baseball, bad things happen in baseball, but I try and just keep a, a level head and not try and get too high or too low and just play the game that I've always played. I mean, obviously there's going to be good moments and there's going to be bad, but I feel like I, I, I do a pretty okay job of just kind of staying that happy medium. And I, I have, I'm not trying to sound like that, but I, I've been playing this game for a long time and I've, I've, I've gotten a whole lot better over the years. Every year I see improvement in myself and I'm just excited to see what happens next year. I don't really know what's going to happen. I hope that I go out and I hit 350 with, I do the best I can, but I mean, I'm going to try my best and whatever happens, happens, but I'm really excited. I have not sat out of baseball this long in a long time. So I'm starting to get like really bored out of my mind. Yeah. What has that been like for you too? Because usually high school guys, I mean, they're doing all these, you know, winter showcase events or, you know, getting ready for their senior year. What's it been like for you to kind of have this extended, if you want to call it that break. And now as you kind of get ready for spring training here, that's going to come up pretty quickly. First, I loved it. Sleeping in, <laughs> going and working out, hitting, doing all my stuff. And now it's, I've, I've probably seen every movie on Netflix, just bored out of my mind. But uh, I mean, I'm just ready to start playing again now. Yeah. It's like, this has been the longest break I've ever taken off baseball and it's, it's starting to get to me. I'm ready to go back. Where do you feel like you've grown the most over the last year or so, whether that's between, you know, high school or obviously kind of the little bit of pro baseball you got to play after you signed? Uh, I'm definitely feel myself getting stronger, especially after strength camp with the Brewers. I definitely feel like the ball is coming off a lot harder. And I feel like there's always something to improve on, but that's probably been the biggest thing for me so far as to get that, that extra power, what everyone keeps saying, Oh, it needs more power, but it'll come. Okay. I'm not worried about it. I'm just doing what I can now try and stay in shape, trying to stay able to play shortstop. I'm not trying to move to third base. I feel like I can play shortstop, but we'll see how it goes. That leads into my next question. I was going to say, I mean, I feel like you can stick at short stuff. I know when I was doing, you know, radio hits and things like that after the draft, people are asking that question. I'm like, I don't see why not. You have all the skill sets to stick at shortstop. Where do the Brewers envision you? Do you know kind of a sense on where they might stick you to begin the season? I'm, I know you're obviously training to be a shortstop long term, but just take us through kind of where the Brewers see you defensively. 
during the ACL season, I played shortstop most of the time, yeah. other than maybe a couple games. But that was the main spot that I played. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm property of the Brewers now, so wherever they want to put me, I'll play as long as I get to play, man. What do the next couple weeks, kind of month or so, look like? Kind of when do you report to Arizona for spring training? Just take us through kind of the the weeks and month or so leading up to spring training. I'm actually, yeah, I'm about to head back out to Mississippi uh, to go out there and to start getting like ready, ready, like sprints, taking like 500 ground balls a day, hitting all day. Cause back in Mississippi, there's not much to do other than practice. That's what kind of helped in high school growing up. Oh, it's like, Oh, what are you going to go do? Uh, there's nothing to do. We're going to hit. But um, I had just excited to head back home and just start getting ready to ramp up for the season. When you kind of go off for the off season, do they give you kind of a workout plan or something they kind of want to see you accomplish throughout the off season or how does that work? Uh, they give us like, they, of course, yeah, they give us lifting we can do, uh, like bat speed stuff, hitting stuff, like stuff to work on if I'm doing stuff, but I've just kind of kept to my, my same routine that I've been doing. Uh, I've mixed in some of the brewer stuff, but I just feel like what I've been doing has worked for me and I, I'm not going to change it if it's working. What do you feel like would define a successful season for you in 2024? I'm trying to be the best I can be, make plays, hit the ball. I mean, obviously I want to, I want to hit for average. I want to, I want to steal bases. I want to play good defense. I want to hit for power. I mean, I want to do it all, but I, I don't really know. I have high expectations for myself, but I'm just ready to see what happens. You got to be excited too for your first spring training. Yeah, I have no idea what to expect. <laughs> Everyone just get ready. They're like, oh, it's hectic. So they haven't really got any insight. It's just like, oh, be ready. So I guess I'm just going to go in ready, do what they tell me, and get ready for the season. Does it motivate you? Or does now that you've re reached the first goal of getting into pro ball, how does that kind of maybe motivate you even more now to achieve that ultimate goal of working your way up over the next few years to hopefully make it to the major leagues. You know, it's always, it's always a big achievement to get to pro ball, but at the end of the day, pro ball is not the end goal. The end goal is to make it to the major leagues. But I feel like if I keep doing what I'm doing and keep putting in the work, I feel like that will become a possibility here in the future. Definitely. Awesome. Well, Cooper, I really appreciate you giving us this insight and uh cooper pratt milwaukee brewers shortstop prospect cooper it's great catching up good luck over the next couple months in spring training and uh throughout your first full season of pro Bowl. thanks for having me great conversation with cooper he's a guy i interviewed multiple times before last year's draft and someone that really stood out to me throughout the draft process not only for his maturity but also his skill set on the baseball field and really someone I thought had a chance to be really an early round pick and someone that has a chance to have a really special future moving forward. It was interesting to see the Brewers select Cooper Pratt. They also took Eric Patante, another prep shortstop, and that's gone against the Brewers trend. The Brewers have typically preferred up-the-middle college performers, and really they kind of 
went the complete opposite direction in this year's draft class. They took Brock Wilkin, the third baseman from Wake Forest, in the first round. They took Mike Bovey, a third baseman from Nebraska Omaha. Then they took Eric Batanti. They took some other guys. They also took Cooper Pratt. Like, the Brewers really changed their philosophy, but I really like what they did. They got a lot of high upside guys, and Cooper Pratt is at the front of the line when it comes to that. He's a guy that really has a chance to be a special player down the line for the Milwaukee Brewers. So I'm excited to see how he does this year. It's a big year for him, his first full year of professional baseball. And I'm assuming he's going to start right at single A in Carolina, and we'll see how he does there. So definitely we'll be following along and definitely hope to have Cooper back on here during the season or next offseason. So stay tuned. I got plenty more interviews coming between now and the start of the season. Some really great ones, some that I'm really excited about. So stay tuned to BaseballProspectJournal.com for all your prospect coverage, whether that's prep, college, or the professional ranks. Draft coverage is definitely starting to ramp up here as the college baseball season approaches, too. So thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Baseball Prospect Journal podcast. Find us on Twitter at Danzelinski3 and at the BP Journal. You can always find us at BaseballProspectJournal.com as well. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.